you, Eric, and the music came. And how many of you feel lost sometimes? All right, we're trying to find our way home. Truly, we are never not at home. But we come together each week to remind ourselves, right, of what we need to do to come back into an awareness. Oh, I've never left home. I'm still here. Still here. Still here. So, we do a lot of practicing here. Because I don't know about you, but it takes practice for me. I'm still learning. And so our practice has been different. We're in the beginning of our fall program. And last week, all of the green tags that are up on this webbing here were all around whatever you decided was your spiritual practice for last week, around bumping into the uncomfortable. How are you going to stretch through that? So how many of you, I know lots of you, set the intention <laughs> to take on the practice. How many of you took on a practice last week? Super. So I, as I said, I bumped into the uncomfortable this week. Uh, Roberta at one point said to me, I bet you're not going to talk about that topic again. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, <laughs> but I'm wondering about any of you, any of you ha- that practiced last week, bumping into the uncomfortable and moving through the uncomfortable, what did you learn? What new insight did you gain? What understanding? Is there anybody that would like to share something about that? Aha, Judy, I see you. Hold on, let me come back with the microphone and hold it up nice and close because we all want to hear your wisdom. Oh, my wisdom, well, it boiled down to addressing some of the uncomfortable because it embarrassed me. Mm. It was just very, you had to wake up to the fact of what was happening do it, say it, and get through it, but I still feel embarrassment, or that could be maybe a little bit of shame, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. But you are willing to do it anyway, right? So that's what we talked about last week. It's not like we're never going to feel these feelings that make us feel uncomfortable if we're doing it right, if we're spiritual enough, if we pray the right prayer, like we're never going to experience those uncomfortable things again, like embarrassment or maybe a little bit of shame, but what we know is we stand in our truth anyway, and we walk through it, right? So well done, Judy. Good for you. Anybody else want to share? Okay, Lenny? Um, I had a uh, responsibility at work where um, someone who was uh, training on um, an area for quite some time, has not been able to pick up on it, not due to lack of effort, but just haven't been able to get across through the threshold. And uh, I had to uh, tell this person that they were um, going to have to stop for a while, step aside, and let someone else uh, uh, begin anew on this. And it wasn't easy for me because uh, I, I like this person, and, and I know that they put their best effort in, but I still had to make that decision, and um, I... I told him so that it, it was, you know, I enjoy working with him, and uh, that was difficult for me to step through. Yeah, Lenny, I get that one. So that can be hard, having these conversations with people that we know need to be had. And we realize in having these conversations there might be some upset, but we can move forward with an open heart, speaking our truth with humility. Those are my three qualities I try to hold in those kinds of difficult situations. So we're moving on today. We're moving on to revealing unconscious patterns. 
see if any of the kids want to come up and join me for this. Any, any kids want to come up and, and help me out here? If you do, come on and sit, sit up on the front steps, and I'll let you all gather there while I talk for a few more minutes. Any of them? Any of them there, Eddie? Good job. Good job. We're going to come back to the kids in a minute. But um, what I'm aware of is that there was a period of time where I heard you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Anybody ever hear that one? You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Did any of you ever hear that one? You can't teach an old dog new tricks. No, they don't have a clue. See, because this is no longer the conventional wisdom. When we, many of us, were growing up, we heard you can't teach an old dog new tricks, which means, you know, your parents, like me, were a little bit older. You can't teach new tricks to people who are set in their ways. That's what it used to be that was thought. But that's no longer the thought anymore. It used to be that science believed that by the time you got to 25, up until that point, so is everybody here under 25? You can all learn, right? So well, your brains are constantly changing. There is something inside of your brain called neural connections. And that's how you learn. Every time you learn something, a new neural connection is made. And it used to be that they thought when you got to our age, you couldn't change those patterns anymore. Once you were set, you were set. But science now tells us that that's not true. Isn't that good news? Yay us! Yay us! Because you can all learn. But we can all learn, right? So, how many of you know what a habit is? Right? So do you have habits? So tell me a habit that you have, Will. I come home and I take off my shoes. Your mom probably likes that habit because it keeps the dirt out of the house, right? Yeah, Eddie. Tired. I don't want to get out of bed. But you have the habit of getting out of bed every morning nonetheless, don't you? Okay, so some people, okay, so Eddie's saying, you know, he has a hard time getting up. His brother, Alex, not so much. He's jumping up ready to go. But the good news is you both have the habit of getting out of bed, although maybe with different attitudes of getting out of bed. Yes, Alexis. After dinner, we always brush our teeth. How many people out there take time to brush your teeth? Right? Good. They all learned really well when they were little, just like you, that it's a good habit to brush our teeth. So we have good habits. Eve, do you have one? Your cat has the habit of always waking you up in the morning. Now, I'm not sure how well you can teach new habits, but I know people can change habits, right? So some habits are good. You've mentioned some really good habits, and some habits are not so good. Anybody can think of a habit that's not so good? Yeah. Killing people would be a bad habit. 
Yep, yep. That would be a bad habit, one that we would hope could be broken. Yes, Will? Eating too much junk food. Anybody relate to that bad habit? Eating too much junk food. Look, people relate to that one. Yeah, did I see one more hand? Bad habit? Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, so here's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how we can change those habits that we've identified are not very helpful for us. Because no matter what age you are, whether you're sitting here on the stage and all your youth ready to learn lots of new things, or sitting out here, all of us, we can all learn new ways of being. Our daily word today reminded us that we are all spiritual beings, and as spiritual beings, we came into the world knowing that, but over time, we've forgotten it. Over time, our parents, our teachers, our friends, our society has taught us that we are not spiritual beings, open to all possibilities, but we've been limited. So we want to root out all of the ideas that we've been holding in mind that tell us false ideas about ourselves, right? All right, so we operate 95% of the time in our subconscious. Imagine this is our subconscious, okay? In our subconscious are all of the beliefs and all of the ideas and everything that we've been believing and we automatically go into. So, is anybody aware, like, if a friend does something that you don't like, maybe they've hit you or they've said not nice things to you, what's your reaction when that happens? i got to be alone for a little bit. How about you, Alexis? Tell them to please stop, which would be a very good conscious way of dealing with it. But how many times do we react to things in life without even thinking about it? We react when our buttons are pushed. We say words that we shouldn't say or we hold thoughts that we shouldn't think because our buttons have been pushed because we're coming from our subconscious reaction 95% of the time. Right? So what that means is that there have been these neural pathways that have been made in our brain, just, I'd say like a record, but these guys don't know what a record is. (laughs) You sort of do, sort of do here. But imagine a record with a groove in it, right? And it continues to follow that groove. That's your subconscious patterns. And you have to move from that groove to a new groove, and that takes effort, right? So what happens? You can help me. All right, somebody want to hold the glass? All right, one of you, come on up. There we are. Eve it is. All right, so this is our subconscious, remember. And we make the decision, wait until I say, we make a decision to change a habit. I'm going to change my habit. I am going to choose to be patient tomorrow. I am going to be so patient with everything that I do tomorrow. Okay, yep, that'll work. Take a spoonful. Now dump it in there. Good job. Oh, what happened? Show everybody, Eve. Show everybody over here. What's happening? It's bubbling. It's bubbling. All of our unconscious patterns there are bubbling inside of us. So if I choose tonight that I am going to be as patient as can be tomorrow, and then I suddenly have all of these opportunities to practice it, and I find it is so hard to be patient. 
I am having so much trouble. I don't think I have it in me to be patient. And it's because my idea of patience has met with all my other ideas that I've been holding with me in my subconscious. And I find myself failing. And I start thinking I must be doing something wrong. And some of us, at that moment, choose to stop. See? The result? I can't be patient. But I'm going to choose to continue on because I know you can teach an old dog new tricks. It just takes practice. And so I decide, who wants to put a spoonful in? We'll give somebody else a chance. Thank you so much for that. Come on up here. You put a spoonful in. Here comes the truth again. The truth is that I am an unlimited, patient being. So today I am going to work at patience again. And what happened? Stir that up a little bit there, Eve. You know, he put enough in, but what happened? Good job, Alex. You can go sit down. What happened? It's bubbling again, but what did you notice, Alex? Eddie? Yeah, the first time it bubbled up, it came up way high. Did you all see that? And the second time, it didn't bubble up quite as much, did it? And it, it, it was smaller. It went up higher and it came down, or less high and it came down faster. Now think about when you're trying to change a habit, when you're trying to change a thought pattern, and initially it's so hard, but you keep working at it. And you start noticing, oh, I think it's getting a little easier, even though there's still opportunities there for that error thought to show up. All right, who else had their hand up they wanted to help? Uh, okay, yeah. All right, I'm going to get it right. Eddie, right? All right, Eddie. The small one. Put another spoonful in. Here's the truth coming in again. Here's the truth coming in again. Dump it in there. That's good. They're being so precise with their truth, right? Stir that up a little bit, Eve. Stir that up. What happened? What would you notice? Some all the puffies are on the side. I'm going to get those here. Alex, it didn't, well, it's still doing something. Do you all see the bubbles still? But not very many this time, right? It's sizzling still, but not those big bubbles coming up, right? All right, what happens if we keep going? One more, one more. Did you do one already? Yeah, I thought so. All right. All right, Will, put another spoonful in. Another spoonful of truth. Can I change my patterns of thinking? You can put a good teaching one in. That's all right. Well, still bubbled up a little bit. Not so much. Not so much. Who didn't get a chance yet? You want to come put one in, Alexis? What if we poured it all in then? We'll see. We'll see in a minute. Maybe we'll pour it all in and see what happens. Let's overload our consciousness with truth. See what happens. All right. One more, Alexis. That's okay. Put it all in. That's good. Oh. It's getting less and less. Put another one in. Put another one in. Sure. Put another one in. All right, let's see. It's hardly bubbling. Okay, I think that'll 
That'll be good. All right, we're going to let, is it Colton or Weston? I always mix it up. Weston, pour them all in. Let's do a real experiment here, see what's going to happen. Everybody's gathering around. Didn't do much, did it? Didn't do much. What would have happened in the beginning, do you think, if we had poured all that in? That's right. It would have gone all over the place. That's okay. Nah, that's okay. All right. Thank you. Oh, thank you for helping. You can go back and sit and color. And thank you for coming to help me. You saw a little trickle of powder. Yeah, chunks. That's okay. Thank you. Thank you for your help. So I want to share with you. They're gonna they're gonna make sure that we get all that truth in there. Got to all go in that truth. Thank you, Alexis. That's okay. So I want to share with you that this is an idea that comes from an idea in unity called chemicalization. Who's heard of that idea? Chemicalization. What chemicalization is, is that we take a truth idea and we decide that we're going to shift our pattern of thinking by taking an error thought that we know. How many of you recognize you hold error thoughts? Right? We're going to take an error thought that we know is we shouldn't be holding because it's out of alignment with truth, and we're going to replace it with a truth thought. And when we do that, initially, we get to see every place where we are not living that truth thought. And it might create some disturbance in our life. It might create some chaos. It might create some upset. It might create some disturbance of some sort, like my week, bumping into the uncomfortable over and over again. And what we tend to do when that happens is to say, I must be doing something wrong. I must have to pray a little harder. Or maybe my faith isn't strong enough. Or maybe I really am separate from God. And Joanne's just full of it. But if we will continue to work with the idea and continue to practice it and practice it and practice it, then eventually the truth will begin to settle into our subconscious and we will no longer have that disturbance taking place in our lives. Anybody recognize how that happens for you? So if we want to shift unconscious patterns, we have to recognize that in the shifting of those unconscious patterns, as we change them, and we can, everybody gets this, I can change my beliefs. Say that with me. I can change my beliefs. I can learn something new about myself. I can learn something new about myself, and when I do, shift happens. And sometimes it shows up as shift without the F. (laughs) I was trying to figure out, how am I going to do that? (laughs) Thank you, God. (laughs) Right? And we don't give up. When stuff hits the fan. We don't say, I must be doing something wrong because stuff hits the fan. Instead, we say, I must be doing something right 
because stuff hit her fast. So I love the title of this, which is, um, um, it's not shifting. There's unconscious patterns. Um, rewiring, right? Rewiring unconscious patterns. And so I asked in the last service, how many of you are aware of unconscious patterns that you know you need to rewire? I see hands going up, Greg. Should we tell them? <laughs> so Greg said last service, how can we be aware of unconscious patterns? I asked myself the same question this week. Like, does that make sense? Rewiring unconscious patterns. There's a probability, Terry, that we have them. <laughs> and there is a probability that we are aware of them as well. Even as we continue to be unconscious in the patterns that we are living and thinking and speaking, right? There's a probability that you're aware of a pattern that is in your subconscious that unconsciously comes out as you go through the activity of your day. Does everybody recognize those patterns? It's usually avoidance <laughs> of something. Of something. I'm going to avoid that. Yes, Brenda. And what I want you to hear today is that when you become aware, and aware is the key, when you become aware of a con- unconscious pattern that you know you need to shift, you have the ability to shift it. Because you can teach a new do- old dog new tricks. Because you can learn a new way of being. I don't care if you are two or 90. You can change. We have the ability to change within us. We have the ability to change our mind. And that power is the power of will. Each and every one of us has the power of will within. And our power of will is the silver. We all have silver hearts on now, or many of you came wearing silver today. And some of us carry the power of will with us everywhere we go. (laughs) You have the power to change your mind. And so you become aware. And in the moment that you become aware that you have fallen once more into that unconscious pattern, you make a different choice. You choose again. I put on my intention card last week, I will read the daily readings morning, noon, and night. That worked for about four of the seven days for me. I didn't invoke my power of will a couple of times to say, I know you don't feel like doing it, Joanne, but get up and do it. So my intention this week is going to be the same as my intention was last week. And I'm not going to beat myself up over it because that's a different unconscious pattern. But I'm just going to choose again. So I want you to think about, you each got some silver cards when you came in today. One with a ribbon, one without a ribbon. I want you to think about what is going to be my intention for practicing this idea this week. If you need a card or you need a pen to write on your card, raise your hand and the ushers are going to come around and pass those out for us. Just keep your hand up high so they can see who it is that needs them. 
And if you have a card and you have a pen, go ahead and write on there. What is your intention this week? How are you going to practice this idea this week? Your hand up. As people are getting their cards and as people are writing on their cards, I'm going to remind you that one of the cards you're going to take home with you, if you're in a book study group, you got a really nice um, bookmark that I'm attaching mine to that you can attach yours to. If you didn't get one, take the one without a ribbon home and just display it somewhere where you can remember what your intention was for this week. Keep it front and center in your mind. Don't go unconscious about what your intention is this week. And on the second one, with the ribbon on it, at some point before you leave here today, you're going to come and tie it up on one of our webs. And I'm going to invite some of you who are really able to do it to go low. (laughs) So we can fill up the whole web. First service, spontaneously, people just started coming up during the song that Eric's going to sing next. It was really beautiful to see. It's just when, when you feel inspired to go up and tie it up on the web, but sometime before you leave here today. So I want to end with this sharing. This idea of chemicalization is an idea that has been with unity since unity began. It, it, be, it was uh, spoken about in H. Emily Cady's book, Lessons in Truth, which is a basic unity primer. And at some point in time, somebody decided that chemicalization sounded a little too negative. So guess what they decided to do? Take it out. Of course, Barbara, why not? We don't want to get too negative. We don't want to draw that negativity to us by believing in this idea called chemicalization. So, of course, once they took the idea out of the book, chemicalization stopped happening, right? No. Taking an idea that we call negative out doesn't stop the idea from happening in our lives, right? But we can reframe how we look at the idea. We can reframe seeing chemicalization as being a negative that we don't want to happen and reframe it instead as a gift, as evidence that what we are doing is making a difference in our lives. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let's all be on the lookout for chemicalization this week. Who's going to practice this week with me? Excellent. Can you shift? Can you rewire unconscious patterns? (laughs) Now Terry's confused. Maybe, maybe. Okay, can you rewire unconscious patterns that you become aware of? Okay, let me ask it again because that was a little weak. Can you rewire unconscious patterns that you become aware of? That's what it's going to take, that energy behind that. Yes, I'm going to get through my daily readings this week, morning, noon, and night. And you can do whatever you set on your intention card. 
And together we're going to rewire our unconscious patterns. And as you and I do so, what we'll notice is changes and transformations in our life as the truth settles in to our subconscious. And then it ripples out from our individual life into the life of our family, into the life of our community, into the life of our world. And that is how we will shift unconscious patterns that are in the mind of humanity. Are you ready for that? It's going to take more energy than that. Are you ready for that? That's what it's going to take. Thank you for joining me this week.